Welcome in to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Skipped out on last week, scheduling conflicts. You know how that goes after uh, after we took the week well, off. That, so. There's there's just nothing going on. That is true. That's there, true. There's, in our defense. Well, there was nothing going on. Now there yeah. is, and uh, you know it's summer, man. Yeah, we got to stack some news. The this. grind of the regular season will come. Yeah, yeah. You well, are already on the air every day it's for, not, for it's four fine. hours. It's so. not that big of a deal, but oh, it's. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely been slow. Obviously, this is uh, the dead period of of time right now. The Kings don't have anybody in FIBA action either, as uh, you know, uh, Chris Duarte pulled out of of playing for the DR, and uh, it doesn't seem like Sabonis. Sabonis obviously isn't playing with the news of his hand and recovering from from that surgery and so, or non surgery or whatever that that weird story was that came out a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, there's really not not much of any actual game action to talk about when it comes to the Kings. But nonetheless, there is still news. And uh, we're here to talk about said news, starting with uh, do you want to where, where should we start? Should we start with? Well, there was a signing. There was a, there was a yeah, signing. That's where I wanted to start. Uh, I think one of the biggest question marks. I mean, t- to me, there was two. There's two question marks kind of still surrounding this Kings team for the rest of the offseason. One was the future of Namias Keda. We now know the answer to that. He has been inked to a training camp deal. There was some confusion at first, but uh, our, our buddy Ricardo out in Portugal, he, he mapped out the fact that uh, Keda is back on a training camp deal, uh, non-guaranteed, partial guaranteed just for training camp. Very similar to Nerlens Noel's deal, which mm-hmm. is a 3.2 million contract, but 300K guaranteed. So mm. essentially, Chris, what we're looking at is Neurons Noel versus Namias Keda for men fighting for their life, fight for the life. <laughs> essentially, for uh, I don't know if we can call it the backup center, but a center, a spot. center spot because yeah. we don't really know if they're going to go Trey Lyles. We don't know if they're going to play really small. Who knows? Point is, I think we can safely assume one of these players will be on the roster, not two. Yeah. Um. So I guess I want to start with you. I mean, I think we talked about Namias Keda a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You were on the way out on the Namias Keda still train. Am. You're still out. So I guess let's look at it this way. Namias Keda is 20, I believe he's turned 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Neurons Noel, 29 years old, mm-hmm. a grandpa. People that are 20 and 29 are grandpas yeah. nowadays. Um, he is coming off injuries, obviously. He's not yeah. played a full season in about two, three seasons. Which, like, which player is more intriguing to you? Are you more intrigued by the young player with upside, or are you more intrigued by a guy who's proven, has shown with the Knicks that he can, he can be an impact defender when he's mm-hmm. healthy? Do you kind of want to take a flyer on Namias Keda and let him kind of have a full season and see what you can do? Or do you think it's more of the Kings don't really need, don't have the ability to do that? This isn't the 2015 or 2014 Kings. They're not a a project. They need players that can come in and, and, and be proven and plug those holes. And that's kind of more of Neurons and Wolfie's healthy. Which player do you kind of more want to – which pill do you want to take? The red, yeah, pl- red pill or, or the blue, blue pill? pill? I'm going to take, assuming since Nerlens went to Kentucky, I'll take the blue yes. pill. Uh, and that's the Nerlens pill. I, I just think pretty much exactly what you laid out there. I mean, I, I just have more belief that Nerlens can be um, a semblance of what he was like we saw with him on the Knicks or him with OKC um, or him even in Dallas. I, I think if we can get a, a piece of that, even if it's for, you know, like you said, we don't know what this role is going to be. We presume at this point it's going to be like a, a third center possibly getting like 10 to 15 minutes on any given night if he can just excel in those 15 minutes for 
50 to 60 games. I, I just I have a lot easier time imagining Nerlens being an impact player and filling a role that the Kings really need as a rim protector, a very, very low maintenance offensive guy, and really just somebody who's been around the league and knows who he is, as opposed to Namias Keda, who's still in the process of figuring that stuff out. Who is he? What role does he serve? And, you know, I, I feel like I've said it a couple times. What is the goal with Namias Keda in his development? Like, to me, it seems like the best case scenario is one day, who knows how far along that is, Namias can be the backup center. Okay, like, that's a pretty low bar to have for a developmental piece, and I just would have liked to see a lot more tangible things that I can work with right now, and I just think with where Namias is at from what I've seen, there's there's just a lot of work that still needs to be done on his game to just kind of round out what, what he provides. I mean, he's a rim protector. He's a really big body. We've seen him, you know, in, at a G League level be able to provide rim protection. But on the NBA floor, it's just looked like he's a half step too slow. I think he's kind of in that 4A, you know, where you're not quite in the majors, exactly not in say. AAA. 4A player. He just seems like one of those guys who's who's too good for the G League, but I, I just can't see him in the modern NBA really fitting on any team. Yeah, and I, I mean, look. I shouldn't say any team, but there's it, just, he's really raw. I think it just is a part of, is the potential there with Namias Keita? Yeah, I mean, he, he was a runner-up for the G League MVP last year, all defensive first team. Again, he did everything you want to see at the G League level. Mm -hmm. And I will say at the NBA level, he has been disappointing. But that being said, 20 games over the first two years of his career, 149 minutes. That's just not That's nothing. that much playing time. It's kind of a cup of coffee at the NBA level. Again, he struggled against those bigs like Joel Embiid and, and Nikola Jokic. But again, I mean, everyone struggles with those guys. Uh, I think that for me, I don't know – and this is kind of the, the tough part because I think three years ago, if you're asking me, mm -hmm. it, it kind of is like when the Kings brought in Hassan Whiteside. Why the hell are they bringing in Hassan Whiteside yeah. when they're a bad team? Mm -hmm. They need guys that are young and have have potential and can grow. I think at that point, Marvin Bagley was still here and the Kings wanted to try and grow him into something. He was coming off the bench behind yep. Nemanja Bielitsa. We're at a point now where it's like maybe the Kings don't really have the bandwidth to have a project right now. I think that they're in a position where they're trying to contend. Yep. They're trying to, I hate this, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, they're trying to win a championship, which is crazy yeah. to say. They're trying to win games. Mm -hmm. They made it to the playoffs last year, they're a third seed. They're not going for just a good season this year. They're going, to, they're trying to win the whole thing. Yeah, They're one of those teams that's trying to reach for that that ultimate goal. Bringing in a 24-year-old like Demius Keita, who is a project right now, and that's what he is as a project, mm -hmm. might not be the best course of action at this point in time. Now, that's a gamble, though, because the Kings are to cut ties in Demius Keita, some other team that's out there and rebuilding the Houston Rockets or the Portland mm -hmm. Trailblazers could scoop him Prime up for one of those teams. Yeah. I could see him go be impactful. There, there was rumors that the Blazers were interested in Nemeas, yeah. if I'm not there, mistaken. There right? were, they yeah. were, they were kicking the tires and that, I believe during summer league. Yeah. Uh, when his, his future was still, you know, the outlook was, was bleak at, at the time in Sacramento because the mm -hmm. Kings were making those moves. And right now it's a question mark, but I, I, I do think that the Kings are more suited for a neuron. So well, for someone who can come in if he's healthy, and again, if you, look, if, yeah. if you look at Noel, as far as he has not played over 25 games in a season since 2020, and the last two seasons he's averaged around 10, 10.9 uh, points per game and 11.5 points per game, so or uh, minutes per game, excuse me. So uh, you're asking for a lot. You're asking for health, and then you're sure. asking for impact. But um, I'm in the same boat. I think that the Kings, 
they need veteran leadership, they need veteran impact, and Nerlens Noel is kind of the guy for this group, I think. So a very interesting way to deep insider baseball conversation too is like this is going to test the Kings training staff. I mean, the Kings training staff last year won uh, the award for like best training staff in yeah, the NBA. Which I, know, of, I know that was an award. Yeah, I mean, there was tons of awards that I learned last. Like they got like equipment manager of the year and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the Kings they swept won everything. They won everything, Co- rightfully so. Coach of the year, two All NBAs. Uh, two a, GMs a of the year, two executive of the year, G League uh, and uh, yeah, and then they uh, had a rookie, all rookie first. Yep, year. yeah. I mean, they so. they really swept them all, and so this is going to be a test on them. Was last year just kind of a fluke that that the Kings got really lucky with injury health, or is the Kings training staff actually like this elite staff? Much like I mean, there used to be talking when you know Phoenix had Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and you know Sean Marion. People would talk about the the Phoenix Suns training staff like they were you know healers, like magic healers. There's just you would go there, and all of a sudden you was like finding the fountain of youth. I wonder if the Kings feel like they they have a similar situation. This could be a, a nice little heat check for them. And, I, I, you know, I think Nerlens is a really perfect guy to to try and put in there because, again, you're not, not asking for a lot. You're not asking for a guy to play 20 minutes. But can you get this guy's body ready to play 10 to 15 to maybe, yeah, maybe 20 minutes it's every a so often? rounding the roster out type of move. Yeah. And I think that, again, to me, as Kata is a move – I keep saying, but it makes more sense. A couple years ago when the Kings are searching, they're not mm-hmm. really searching anymore. They know who their guys are. Yeah. They have their core. And now it's kind of like, okay, the Kings can't defend the basket. Yeah. There's a guy who's done it before. Absolutely. And proven done. I yeah. mean, Namias Keda, his upside and what he is at the G League, I think ideally we'd all like that to be the case at the NBA sure. level. And again, in fairness, he has not gotten a fair shot in the rotation yet. But my point is there might not be – time or that much room for risk so no absolutely not i mean you just look at think about the king's depth right now which i've said countless times i think the kings are one of the deepest teams in the nba right now i mean they have malik monk they got davion mitchell they got chris duarte sasha vizankov trey lyles all coming off the bench those guys are 100 all getting minutes that's just a bona fide fact that's already 10 guys that you have to give playing time to yep. those are all bench guys and spoiler probably not gonna they're probably not gonna go 10 deep Probably not, and that leaves out guys like Kessler Edwards. How about Colby Jones? How about Namias Keita or Nerlens Noel? I just think that, again, we're talking about very, very few minutes, but in those few minutes, you have to be able to make as big of an impact as possible, and I just think the the skill set and the the experience that Nerlens has just warrants a little bit a little bit more of an edge over Namias, in my, in my opinion. I just think Namias, like you were kind of pointing out earlier – those are going to be largely developmental minutes. And unless the Kings are going to be blowing out teams or surprisingly getting blown out, like I I just don't know when you're necessarily going to have the time to put him on the floor and figure it out in real time. Yeah. And the last thing before we can move on, but uh, the Kings have solidified their center position for the next five years, at least. Yes. I mean, he'll be 32. I believe when his contract ends, I mean, for all we know, maybe he's still really productive in five years and the Kings sign him to another deal. Who knows? But the point is, they are now in the business of just finding backup centers exactly. for the next five years. Yeah. And to me, or not. Keita, I mean, they don't not. have to. Like, look at who, who is Nikola Jokic's backup right now? Honestly, I, I could not. I know they got Thomas Bryant, but he barely played. It's DeAndre Jordan. 
and DeAndre Jordan has no illusion of playing too. basketball. I know. They, yeah, they, they tried to Marcus Cousins as well. Like, they, it, it does not matter. No. Like, if you have an elite center, that's the thing, and that's kind of why I think some of this backup center talk is a little overblown, even though I've definitely played into it. In the playoffs, Sabonis is playing 40-plus minutes. Yep. Like, that leaves, like, eight for a backup and center. And Trey Lyles probably will play backup center. And he will probably play backup <laughs> yeah. center, just like Jeff Green, for the most part, played backup center for yes. the Nuggets. Like, it doesn't really matter when you have an elite guy at that position, especially in the games that matter. The starters are going to be playing a majority of the game. And I'll tell you what right now. If Demonis Sabonis, knock on wood, misses 15 games a season, Bro, guess who's going to start? Alex Len. Well, and also, it doesn't matter at that Like, it like. It doesn't matter who comes in at that no. point. It's such a massive drop-off that it doesn't matter who your backup center is because your backup center isn't Demonis Sabonis. And so you're already going to be facing a disadvantage at that point. It's like when your starting quarterback goes down. It's like kind of doesn't matter who your backup is. You could argue it does because it can keep your season afloat, but your your ceiling will never, ever be as high as what it was if your starter was healthy. So, you know, at the end of the day, if Sabonis goes down for an extended period of time, the Kings aren't going to find success anyway. I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to watch it all unfold. I Definitely. Mean, I mean, for sure. That's like the training it's like camp Niners, battle to It's watch. like Niners preseason. Yes. It's giving us a reason to stay locked in Who's during training quarterback? camp. Exactly. Who yeah. is going to be third string center? Like these are the kind of things that what I heard, keeps interest. Uh, it was, was it Darnold? Darnold had a Darnold, good game. Yeah. Darnold looked all right. Yeah. Wow. Trey Lance didn't, did did not look good. His stock's like way down now. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. It's about as low as it could he possibly a, be. He was a top. I'm not a top three pick. Top three. Okay. Yeah. Just a little back three or four. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good fantasy football yeah. player, but I, my knowledge of the league yeah. is a work in progress. But, um, You're not speaking of, not much. of the league tomorrow, and I'm, we'll talk about it next week. Cause it's yeah. not something I I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts. Anyone who's listening's thoughts. Uh, the in season tournament mm-hmm. will be announced tomorrow as in yes. Tuesday, Sacramento Kings are in West C group. That is the Kings warriors, Timberwolves, thunder, and Spurs, they'll be playing uh, games throughout, I believe it's November to... Yeah, from November to December. December, it'll be yeah. every Tuesday, I think. Every it's like, Tuesday and Friday, I think. Yeah, except for election uh, election day. Really, didn't know that. They will not be, have any games on election day. I don't think there's day. any games, yeah. Uh, I just want to, again, De'Aaron Fox shared his thoughts last night a little bit. He asked fans, how do you feel about the in-season tournament on Twitter? Uh he said in response to a fan that they like it, he said, I am so, so about it. Obviously, we've never done it before, but other basketball leagues and soccer leagues do it. They seem to love it. That gives me the idea that De'Aaron Fox is open to it. I mean, again, players, they get a nice payday if they mm-hmm. if they win. I think they get, it. what, almost a quarter of or it's, uh, half a million dollars? Half a million dollars. Yeah. Each. Each. Yeah. That, that'd be kind of nice. So Chump change for the real guys. You like watching football, soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know. Is this concept something that you're into for the NBA? I mean, it, it seems like it's something that uh, I think fans, personally, I think fans will get into it once it starts. Yes. But are you excited for it? Yeah, I'm excited for it for sure, especially once it gets down to like, I think the the moment where everyone's going to fully buy in is that is the final four. Once Yeah, once they go to Vegas and you get the atmosphere of everybody hyper-focused on the tournament and just the amount of it. I mean, the NBA is putting so much time and attention towards making this work that I just think people are going to care about it. And then the championship game, the 83rd game of the season, if you will, is, is going to be 
incredibly exciting. And that's going to be the moment where, you know, the players on the floor are going to realize that, oh, this isn't just a regular season game. This is something that's got a little bit more stakes just because of the environment you're in. And, you know, it might not be something you care about during the the prelims, but once you're in the tournament, like you're already there, you might as well try and win it. I just think pride's going to end up getting in the way of these. Yeah, guys. And, and these count as regular season games. Yeah, that's the thing. The it's final like, two, but that's the thing I've ne- I haven't understood about the the backlash of this is it's there's no di- like there's no difference between the the preliminary games and what your typical regular season games would be. It's just there's added incentive to, to win play harder, like play harder. yeah there's there's no incentive to not you know for these games to be worse like i think some people were like why would stars care about these games well i mean not necessarily any more or less than what they would normal regular season games but it's just there's just added importance to it whether or not the players themselves are going to add the importance or not like there's just added value to these games it's just I don't know. It's just going to be a positive. I could see how, you know, teams like the Warriors and, you know, maybe the Lakers and the Celtics might not view yeah. this tournament as as really much of anything. Those guys are a lot more concerned about actual, you know, Larry O'Brien trophies. But, you know, a team like the Sacramento Kings is primed to care more about this than anybody else because, you know, there's real value in it. I, I think that there's absolutely value in telling your team like hey we had a common goal we all really wanted to win this tournament and we out we went out and we did it and like that's something you could take forward and you know give you some some wind behind your wings a little and you know i I just think it's it's going to be overall a positive for for teams that want to care about it i just don't think everyone's going to give the same care and attention to it yeah that's been a problem with the nba it's i think draymond green even said it on a podcast his own podcast maybe how over the course of a season, you lose interest. The yeah, players, the, sure. player, the players lose interest in in regular season games, and it's been a topic of conversation of could they uh, shorten the season? I think the NBA by making this move has made it pretty clear they will not no. take away games. That means less money in their pockets, yeah. the TV deals, all that good stuff. Uh, I, I'm very into the idea. I'm into the idea of it changing as time goes on and maybe the prize changes going forward. Sure. I mean, I, I think it'd be kind of interesting if they were to give up like a guaranteed playing spot, because there could be a team that's on a heater sure. and maybe a, a team that wins 30 games. Yeah. That'd be a tricky spot to be in, but maybe that's the, the fun part of it. I mean, that's kind of the case for, uh, I want to say minor league baseball. There's like, I think it's in double a, a team that has the best record in the first half doesn't, when the really? division claim a play, it depends. They like add yeah. up both halves, mm-hmm. and like if you have a really strong second half, or, mm-hmm. there's some kind of like there's like a automatic qualifier gimmick to it. Yeah. It's like a part that kind of keeps all the teams engaged, though. Sure. Maybe if they offer up a, a playing spot, I'm just workshopping, but yeah, or maybe like a top ten pick or something like yeah. that, or I, I don't the lottery, a guaranteed like you're lottery play hard. pick or something. Yeah, like this is this is this why you're gonna have to play hard. Here you go, but. Uh, I think it, I'm very into it. I think the Vegas part of it will be fun. I'm assuming no other games will be happening. The yeah, there's no the way. There's no way. That'd be fun if the Kings could go to Vegas. Maybe we hop on down there and yes, check sir. It out. Absolutely. We are the Kings of Vegas, that's what they call us. Yep. Me you and Brendan Nunes. Yes, sir. So, yeah, tomorrow, two, uh, noon. Noon Pacific. Yeah. Noon Pacific on the, or whatever they're calling NBA Today. Yep. We'll have that on the website as well. Yeah. I might have pre written something that's need the games. 
Well, and so of, like, sorry, just to got, wrap, put yeah. a bow on that conversation. We already obviously know the opponents that they'll play. We know yes. the range of dates in which those games mm-hmm. will be pay- played. So the only thing we're learning tomorrow is the exact just a date order in which in the yeah the dates in which they'll be playing. Just the a game. date, and again, just be just, just to be clear about the group, I think the Kings group is preferable preferable for them. I think when you have to look at the Kings in a group that includes the Golden State Warriors, who I wouldn't say and we're going to talk about. We're going to break down. Definitely not on the rise. Team. I don't <laughs> think I can't sit here and say that the Golden State Warriors got better. No, I can't. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, a lot of question marks. It could be better. Could but, be. Um, Two teams advance from each group sure. also. Oklahoma City might be one of the more intriguing or the most intriguing matchup. I would say the Kings are a step in front of them. Yeah, depends on what they get from Chet Holmgren right. and the rest of their young guys. And then the San Antonio Spurs, even with Wemby, I think the Kings clear them. So the Kings avoided a group that could have put them in. Uh, like West B is Denver, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, and the Rockets. I would like to avoid that one. Yeah. And then you have Memphis, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Blazers. I think that's fine. I think West B is clearly the best group with the Clippers and the and the Nuggets. But um, yeah, we just get the, the dates tomorrow on the Kings. I think have a, a good shot of winning that that group. I think so too. I mean, there's. I think that they're going to care more about it. Again, I don't think like a team like the Warriors is going to take much value in this in season tournament. And you know, there's definitely some young teams. OKC is probably going to be pesky. I'd imagine Minnesota will will also want to have some success. But you know, the Kings, if if they improve on last season, which I think depth wise they definitely did, it shouldn't be a problem for them to advance out of this group. I, I would definitely. Put them as the the betting favorites if yeah. I could to to at least make it out. They won't be, of course. The the, the Warriors will be, but yeah. I think the I think Kings, they're even. Last time I checked, I think they were bl- both plus two hundred, but I could be wrong. We're gonna break down every Pacific Division yeah. team. Maybe starting next week, we'll pick a team a week, uh, or two a week, whatever. But uh, I, I I can't sit here and say that the Warriors got better. No. They, they added Chris Paul, who'll be thirty eight this this year, and you know they traded away a bunch of young guys. But I digress. Uh, speaking of games and schedules. We did get a nice little tidbit of information today. Uh, League source says that the Kings will have 10 nationally televised games this year, including the opening night game, which it's not officially. I would assume it's that Wednesday, the 25th, I think. Is that the right day? Opening night for the NBA is 24th. Yeah, I would guess October 25th on that Wednesday night, the Kings will have a home game on Mm. TV, which means it'll fall on an ESPN broadcast. The Mm -hmm. Kings... I don't know if you remember this, but they had an ESPN game last year. They got bumped from it was Kings Houston. They got bumped. Oh, from that's that. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah. they made up for it with two TNT games. So, uh, ten games, and I'm a little surprised by the reaction on Twitter. A lot of people are upset. They expected <laughs> more, but the Kings, for reference, they had five nationally televised games last year. This includes NBA TV. Did you expect more, or are you thinking that doubling the national televised games for for a Kings team that's a pretty good you know get a cookie they're getting tossed here yeah i mean we'll have to see exactly how the breakdown and goes in terms of yeah nba tv and tnt and espn because clearly nba tv games they're technically nationally televised but they really don't count the same they don't hold the same weight as like espn and tnt just the amount of people who have access to those uh two networks is is much bigger than that of nba tv so i don't really count nba tv as national televised so if the kings have more than well, last year they had two. It was the Knicks and the the Nets game yeah. where they're only two. And they had four, by that definition, four NBA television. TV last year. Yeah, I, I would suspect. So, yeah, if you give them opening night, I would think they'll have four games 
on I would the big put, networks. Yeah, I would put the over under at four and a half. So four well, a lot six. of betting talk today. Four and six is your four to yes. six breakdown. Four yes. TNT slash ESPN, then six, six NBA, NBA TV. TV. That would be my guess. That's fine with me. I mean, That's I think I, I honestly don't care about those. The matches. Kings didn't go to the finals last year. I mean, they were a fun team. They're exciting. Yeah. I mean, we grew up Kings fans. We're right. kind of homers. Like on, we lean positive. Well, I lean more positive. You're more, you're 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 more uh, more pessimistic. But <laughs> I lean positive. And I'm sitting here saying the Kings, in my opinion, they haven't done enough to have 20 nationally televised New. games. They, if, if they come out this year and they win New. 49, 50 games, yeah. yeah, I think we can start talking about Christmas because yeah. that's my next question. We now know they don't play on. Want to talk about people upset? Did you really expect them to play no, on Christmas? No, I oh. felt crazy trying to tell people beforehand. No, they're not getting Christmas. People were like throwing numbers like the Kings Warriors was the most watched series of all because the Warriors were in it. Y'all like I hate to admit it, but like the Warriors are the draw. They're the ones that yeah. bring the attention. It could have been Warriors Timberwolves and it would have gotten a ton of viewers. Maybe not the most ever, but anybody who was going to push the Warriors to seven games was going to get a ton of viewership. The Kings had the juice last year, okay? Yes. They had a lot of interest for sure. They fought. I'm not going to blame national, you know, decision makers for for having some skepticism that last year is going to be hard to replicate. And I think, you know, we'll be very fortunate if the Kings can replicate the success that they had last season. And, you know, I, I think it would have been a really big bet for, for the, these networks to go out there and say, we're going to guarantee that the Kings are going to be a good team again next year after 16 straight years of failure. Like I, I don't blame them yeah, for no, having for sure. skepticism because you, you, you put them in the calendar for a March 15th TNT game against the Grizzlies. Yeah. What if the, what if the Kings are you know, out of out the of, race? Yeah. That, that's a risk. Cause again, we don't really know. I mean, really. And I'm, I'm being honest. I feel, I feel confident that the Kings are going to be good this year. Yeah. But there is definitely that, thought in the back of my head that last year was really I think I don't want to say perfect but it kind of was a perfect year mm -hmm. everything went right yeah. everything went right health uh on-court performance off-court uh, yeah. drama there was yeah. none everything was great mm -hmm. we flipped the narrative the Kings flipped the narrative on how everyone views them yes that and they ended a playoff drought mm -hmm. and nothing bad happened nope nothing bad happened it was about as successful seven. as an exit as you can have they lost game seven they fought and again those ratings it was a Steph Curry Warriors effect, absolutely. But I think that people did come in and tune in more because they said, "Oh, this Kings team, they're fighting. They're up Pesky. two. They're up two zero. They're up mm -hmm. two one. People want to see Steph. You know who is lose. who yes. is they want to see him lose. Yes, or yes, they want to see greatness prevail. Yeah, and they did. But there's no guarantees. Yeah, the Kings are not. They don't have Giannis. They're not. They're not a Finals uh, contender or returning yep. from the Finals. They are a question mark. Yep, and I think. That being said, 10 games is is pretty generous or pretty yeah. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, and I can hear people yelling at their whatever they're listening on right now, like, well, there's what about the Warriors? You said the Warriors aren't gonna be good, and they're the ones who are on national team. They have Steph Curry. They have the names, they have Wardell, Stephen Curry, and at the end of the and they have Chris Paul as well. Like, you gotta think about the marquee, especially for those Christmas Day games. Like, they promote the hell out of those games for a solid month, and it's I'm sorry, it's a lot easier to sell that day when, mind you, there's going to be two NFL games on Christmas again yep. this year as well. So now they have competition. They got to get as many stars on that marquee as possible. So that's why you, you're going to have 
Steph and the Warriors playing the Denver Nuggets because, yeah, the Nuggets aren't a very appealing team by themselves. Obviously, they won the championship, but they're not going to draw tons of eyeballs. But you put them in a game with Steph Steph Curry, Curry, guaranteed. It's going to it's going to be a massive, massive show. The 10 most watched, most viewed NBA games over the past 10, 15, 20, some crazy thing. It's all Warriors. Yeah. And as someone who I think when there was like the media wars going on with mostly it was like 95, seven and, and like Kenny and, yeah. and those guys at 13, 20, they were kind of like that media war. It, I kind of was like on the side of, well, I get what it was for Mark. the 95, seven guys are saying that how the only reason why the Kings are pulling in these numbers is because the Warriors. Yes. Well, the Kings are there's some credit too. They do, but I can't sit here and say that the Kings had a real hand in those ratings because if the Kings are playing the Timberwolves, like you said, or the, yeah. Jazz, and they were going seven games. It's still not even be close. Not even in those close. numbers. And no. that's the reality of it. No, yeah, and I'm not saying the Kings have no juice. Like they, they would have some pull, but it would, you know, I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, unless the Kings are playing the Lakers or the Warriors, it's but don't just, shoot the message. The national media isn't going to care. Of course, here locally, or even you know, in Northern California or Northern and Southern California, in the case of the Lakers, there'll be regional people who care, but nationally it doesn't get the Sabonis and Fox are not superstars they're just not they don't they're getting there especially deer and Fox last season was the most I've ever heard ESPN and other yeah. publications talk about deer and Fox unpromote unprompted but you know they're they're not superstars yet and until they get to that you know mega star level yeah. they're just they're not going to be put on national it's all TV. About progress and again the the For parallels one year into this thing Exactly. And the parallels between Fox and I mean, think about that. Steph Curry was 25. Same as De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Six years in, 25 years old. Uh, he went, I think it was the first round was eliminated by a former MVP. There's like that picture of like yeah. Steph and they're the same exact thing. Steph didn't come on until he was 25. So that kind of paves a picture, paints a picture for you. Fox is at the hopefully beginning. the beginning yeah, of his start of this thing. So you can't just say, okay, he had a great year, all NBA. We're going to give the Kings 20, 25. Right. That's not how it works. Even when the Kings were really good, they didn't. I mean, again, TV is so much different than it was 20 years yeah, ago, obviously. Definitely. But um, I, again, and we're just the messengers. And, like, maybe you disagree, and that's fine. I, I just think the Kings, if they come out this year and they really stick it to the rest of the league, yeah, they're gonna, they'll probably get a Christmas Day game. If they win 50 games and go to the second round, they'll probably get a Christmas Day game next year. Yeah. But not this year. I mean, also, like, you know, it's probably not a bad thing that the Kings are still sliding under the radar. Yeah. Like it would make me nervous if they had twenty national TV games. I mean, it's just I I don't know if this team is is quite front runner material at the moment. I I felt like especially if you look at what happened last year, the the second the Kings were in some must win games in the regular season. I'm talking about that Timberwolves game. I'm talking about that Spurs game. You know, there was a little bit of okay, bright the lights are getting bright, and they kind of shut down a little bit now obviously being on more national TV games would probably make them more and more comfortable, but you know, I I think it's okay for, for them to still be flying under the radar, still have some underdog mentality for them because you know, if, if you feel like everyone is, is projecting you to succeed a lot of time, that's when, that's when trouble comes, uh, comes, you know, bringing its head around. And I I think it's good if the Kings still feel like people are sleeping on them. They need to show that, for them, if you're going to say last year was like their freshman rookie year for that yeah. group, their sophomore slump, you know, they can't have one. Nope. And we're going to see that right now. I, I believe they're going to be a good team. For those that are thinking we're being negative or 
dragging the Kings over. Oh. I like to look at it as a little dose of, of re- being realistic and saying For they sure. have to earn that right. Well, there's also just a lot of uncertainty in the West, specifically. Like, I mean, we know the Nuggets are going to be great, but let's go down the 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 standings of last year two seed memphis they're not gonna have jaw for 25 games the kings i mean everything says the Kings should replicate the success they had last year they're bringing back a ton of people and adding uh some some rotation guys as well they should be better but we don't know phoenix obviously had major roster turnover who knows how much better they'll be or if they'll be the same as last year golden state you mentioned how many people they lose. Uh, who's the Clippers? Health. Health. Are they going to have James Harden? I don't know. The Lakers. We think the Lakers are going to be better. They but honestly probably made the best moves out of any team in the Pacific this offseason. I in think my that's opinion. fair. I think that's very fair like, to say. But... I tip my cap. I've, I've dragged in the past two years yeah. in preseason podcast. I'll tip my cap. However, Blanca. they're very reliant on two people that who are, are becoming injured. I mean, Anthony Davis just is a walking injury, and, and LeBron's, LeBron's getting to. old. I mean, yeah, and that's the sad he's thing. He's finally getting old. He's, finally he's starting 41 to have years injuries. old, and he's finally getting old. Yeah. So, you know, like that's that's not something that's super reliable. And then Minnesota was the eighth seed. Cat, we'll see. Also we'll see. a little injury prone. Yeah, Cat, I just think so. there's, there's a lot of questions in, in the West, whether it be teams could be a lot better than what they were last year or better than expected or – you know, we, we could see. Yeah, I th- I don't know. The the biggest thing is we just we don't know, and we're not yeah. gonna know until until the regular season starts and these teams start to actually kick things off. It's so. not it's not a guarantee, but no. you know, uh, I I do think that the Kings have room for growth, and they're gonna prove that they have to prove it. Yep. Um, last thing before we get out of here, did you see the news that ESPN made those changes to the national broadcast? Or yeah. So they obviously we know that yeah. the, the A group is. Uh, Mike Breen, yep. Doris Burke, yep. Doc Rivers. Yes. Their B group now. Oh, I did not see this. Okay. Their, I did not their see B group now. Okay. Our, our very Mark own Jones, Mark Jones is right. now kind of off. He's going to be a lot more available for Kings games, I believe. He's staying with ESPN. So he's not. Wait, oh, go he's ahead. Not, go he's ahead. Not, and, yeah. He's not the B group. The B group now is, and this is, again, a group that a ESPN spokesperson said that they are implementing as a form of succession for 10 years from now or however many, how long it is from now. This group will okay, eventually wait, wait, wait. be the next group. So that means that the these finals. are younger people. Yes. Okay. If I had to guess, um, can it be Ian or what's Ian Eagle's son? I'll say Ian Eagle's son and JJ Reddick. You got one of them right. Okay, JJ. You got JJ Reddick. Who's the play by play? Is it three people? Or it's three, is it it's three people. Two former players and one broadcaster who is young and he's Doing a lot of stuff right now, like a lot of stuff. Doing a lot of stuff right now. A young broadcaster. So it's JJ Reddick, Richard Jefferson. Yep. Love Richard Jefferson. So glad. Uh, who's doing a lot of stuff right now? I have no idea. Who is it? Ryan Rucco. Oh. Yeah. I love Ryan Rucco. I know I'm you're a big, big Rucco guy. guy too. He does all the, like the, he's WNBA. the number one for the WNBA. So good. He is. He's so good. He's awesome. He. Obviously, oh, I'm, awesome. I'm a Yankees guy. He does a yeah. lot of Yankees games. He's electric calls. He's yeah. calling the perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's earned it. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. So oh, that that's makes me really happy. That's the group that, that they're saying is the because Mike Breen's like probably in the 60s now, maybe. Probably, yeah. So I mean, 10 years from now, like... and that was the, the they said 10 years or whatever from now, those guys will all be still pretty young. Yeah. I think Ruko, Reddick, and uh, they'll all be like in their yeah. 40s. I yeah. think, yeah. I think. 
Yeah. Except yeah, Jefferson yeah. might be in his fifties, but is yeah, he forty? Sure. Yeah. Is he forty at Richard Jefferson? Give me a guess on Richard I would, Jefferson's age. I would say leave. Richard Jefferson at this moment in time is yes, either thirty nine or forty. I'm gonna go with, on the dot. I'm gonna go with around forty. He's definitely around forty for sure. I mean, he just retired like three years ago. Oh. 43. 43, so he retired at four. Wow. He looks, RJ, looking good. He looks like the same exact. He looks exactly the same. He does. He's a player. Yeah, definitely. JJ does too. Yeah, JJ JJ looks almost younger. Like, Well, he, he did look well, like a pesky little college kid when that, he was at Duke. But. That's the thing, though. People are saying that because he wants to be a head coach. So he might, Allegedly, not, he yeah. might not be there. I mean, this is a, years. I mean, Chauncey Billups, this is a good path for becoming a good, uh, becoming yeah. a head coach. Or going back about after you. like Doc Rivers. Right. He started, he was on NBA on NBC mm-hmm. back when we were Yeah. Kids, I never, right? I, I never heard him. When he had like, a voice. Yeah. I, oh, I've oh, heard that he used to be really, really good though. He had a voice. Yeah. And it, oh God, it's just oh, like yeah. this. Uh, no, Doris. I just, uh, blah, blah, blah. so is he just like. Resting his vocal like, cords no, I now. Think it's just done. He's got to rest those till. I think it's shot. It's got to be shot. I think it's just done at this point. Doris Burke, though, MVP. She's. Yeah, she's Doris took a big stock hit last year. I've really? never saw more criticism of Doris Burke, Burke than I saw last year's playoff. No, it was one of those where, and frankly, this probably just means you're good at your job. To your point, but it was one of those where every. Fan base felt like she was rooting for the other fan base. Like Warrior fans were like, she keeps talking about the Kings and all this. And Kings fans even were like, she clearly has a Warrior bias. That's a tough like line to tell. Oh, it's impossible. A, a national. It's broadcaster impossible. Yeah. Versus like a a home broadcaster for yeah. a, you know lo- local like you can obviously right, you can obviously homer yeah. But no, that that's impossible. No, it's, it's an impossible. It's literally feat. impossible. Yeah, especially yeah. I mean, but that's that's your ESPN, you know, lineups. So I Mark, like it. Mark Jones. That, that's a big takeaway too. The Mark yeah, Jones. Yeah, Mark Jones. He'll probably be available for a lot more. A available. lot of Kings games. Yeah, yeah, except for like there's college football stuff for him. Right. Yeah, he does everything. Like the big full slate of NBA games, he'll probably do some NBA I as well. I think but. he used to do radio too, didn't he? ESPN radio. I think he would do that for show? no, like for the uh, the yeah. the main broadcast. I think like for the finals, him and Dort obviously weren't doing the television i think him and yeah. doris would do the radio call i think so i can't so i wonder if he's still nba radio for playoffs that i don't know yeah it wasn't dan shulman he stopped doing basketball i think mm. i love dan shulman remember him he's no college basketball so. he would do all like the big duke like north carolina games really? and maybe if i hear the voice i just don't know the name i yeah. can find it off air i heard maybe. uh did you have you been watching fiba just to wrap up the basketball conversation i guess been watching i've, any of the I've been keeping up on like the scrim the scrim images yeah yeah, yeah. Like the, the stuff, showcase stuff yeah. but not the actual um, i only bring it up because bill raftery is on the call and i just love bill raftery he's a good one it too. reminds me of uh like those old ncea ncaa basketball games he used to uh be on the call uh, man. here's a Dan, this is dan shulman Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He does like. Yeah, he he does a lot of baseball. He did mostly like I know him from college basketball. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But oh the, yes, uh, yes. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I can picture it with some bald, college basketball moments. Yes. Bald, and he'd always be with. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember. Dickie B. Yeah, he would think by tell. Yeah. Also, someone else too. But anyways. Yeah. Um. Okay. He he oh, stepped away from yeah. that to just do. He did Blue Jays. really. He just does Blue Jays now. Wow. So I actually on MLB TV will put on Blue Jay games sometimes because nice. I like his voice so yeah. much. Yeah. Nice. It's like soothing. It, it puts is. you to sleep. 
Okay. It it's a tough, tough job to Who's be your, a uh, baseball broadcaster these days. It is. Jeez. Well, actually, the game's quicker now. No, I was just meant everybody going down for. Oh, know, just, that was I mean, so the Orioles dumb, guy. Man. And then that was obviously so dumb. the A's thing earlier and the Reds guy a couple uh, well, seasons ago. A couple of those were different. Yeah, no. The, the some Orioles of those are one, not the same. The definitely. Orioles one was really That dumb. was crazy. The other ones. That's were dumb for different reasons. Not great. Yeah, not Both great. Not great. Definitely not. Ideal. Uh, what were you going to say? What's my favorite what? Who's your favorite broadcaster of all time? That's a great question. Um, who is my I Gus Johnson? It's Gus really Johnson. Gus is so good. I don't understand the Gus Johnson hate. I like the how he just rev. He gets la- the loud, uh, the build up, the build up. Yeah. Like he'll start like kind of a normal level for games. Yeah. And at the end, he's just screaming. Oh, he's great. Like, and it doesn't matter what's football, basketball. Like, he's so good at just like you're saying, just like the big like for a a historic, which it feels like for whatever reason, every like incredibly iconic moment just gus johnson just seems to be lucky enough to be on the broadcast cold-blooded the great one like just the sense of the moment and just like yeah like cold-blooded like the the one of one call in which that is like no one else can make that call except for gus johnson so i'm going gus number one i'm going with uh i love kevin harlan that's fair i love kevin harlan yeah really good he just calls a game like he's easy like he's just if yeah his voice is just booming like i heard him in the, the tunnel at Hold them mm-hmm. one one time, and you can yeah. just hear him from like around the corner. Yeah, that sounds like a god. He like can do football. He can do basketball. The play has by he done baseball before. I feel yeah. like he would do he really has. good at baseball. He was, I guess, the, the Kansas City. The, like when before the Kings moved, he was yeah. their broadcast. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kansas City. Kings. I've heard that story before. Yeah, That's they crazy. like wanted to move him. He was like, he said, no, no, I'm not. And then I think he ended doing Chiefs games or yeah, something. Yeah, he, and... he still like this some yeah. Chiefs stuff. But uh, that video of him doing the play by play of the fan that was on the field. Oh have yeah, you, yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah, like, yeah. He, he does those a couple. Yeah, yeah, he does like cats that'll run on the field That's and like right. squirrels and stuff. Yeah, Kevin Harlan is is un- a undoubtedly a goat. A goat. Oh, a I'm goat. uh, I think I'm good. Are you? I'm uh, good. Yeah, I feel I feel satisfied, and uh, you know, I think we did uh, pretty well for for only having the Mia's Kata news to really talk about. The about. San Francisco Giants are calling up a top prospect. I don't even know who this is. You know, yeah, Wade Meckler. He started no. at high A. What is he? He's an outfielder. What are the Giants doing? I have no idea. I have absolutely. I'm going to the game tomorrow. I played a lot of the show. I've heard uh, you talk a lot about. uh, You're you're more of a Diamond Dynasty. Are you doing that? No, no. I do franchise mode and road to the show. Hear me out. It sounds overwhelming. It's not. No, that's why I wouldn't do it a couple times. Yeah, he's got all the cards. You do like the offline stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm addicted to like getting the the cards. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, yeah. it, It can be. I did it one year where I gave it like a good a good try but it's just i don't know i just i l- really like doing franchise i like having more control over things franchise is fun yeah now that i have like the the team that i want i'm gonna start playing yeah. online yeah like, for sure it's, it's a good it's yeah a good i feel time. like that's a big step online oh. is like people are no joke maybe the giants game tomorrow giants uh, really giants raise yeah yeah. yeah well he's not going. yeah i'm not touching that one he's not going not touching that one nope like i said it's tough to be i think it's just tough, tough time. to be in baseball <laughs> it's very very baseball is going through a tough time yeah. but uh that that bad man will not be there yeah. so uh will be in the front row though it was like yeah. 50 bucks like, really oh you're like going to the game yeah. i thought you were like covering the game. no oh okay i'm just going it's like a, yeah man. where are you sitting it's like the first my friend found tickets. behind catcher or it's third base line but first row i don't know how the hell yeah, he got them for 50 dollars. it's a tuesday game so it's maybe tuesday. they're cheaper it's a tuesday against the players the giants are playing very poorly and yeah. i do write about them right now and they're playing very poorly they might not make the playoffs and i'm wearing my yankee shirt so i should shut up but they <laughs> might not make the playoffs at this rate because the cubs those cubbies they're putting up runs in the Reds. Yeah, 
Taylor Cruz. Damn, yeah. there's some good teams coming up. Yeah, and the Giants are just continue to have no spice behind them. Every yeah. time I look at their roster, I'm just like, there's nothing here for me to get excited. The best about. player right now is Wilmer, Wilmer Flores. Flores, man, yeah. and God. Raking. He's, he's raking he's, like, eight he's, home runs in the past like 15 yeah games. i saw he had like the second highest like ops in like the last like month and a half and i'm it's like how is wilmer but that's like such that's such an encapsulation of like this giants team is just like there's yeah it's wilmer freaking flores, flores. Is hitting the second like wh- like what how am i supposed to get excited about that i don't know it's are you looking start. are you looking forward because you are on the air monday through friday yes. 10 to 2 uh, are you looking forward to this winter when you get to be on Otani watch and you have Giants fans yeah. calling and saying that he's going to San Francisco, but yeah. he's probably not going there? I'm not excited for it, but I'm excited that it's a possibility. I mean, like, uh, that would, you would want him to go to San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. It would make me actually want to watch the Giants. And you don't have a team still. You're still, no, looking, still looking for an affiliation. Yeah. Yep. The A's were up there for a second. Yes, they were. I was just, I was talking about that the other day. Yeah. The, like when 19. they got like Marte and all yeah. that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they really just after that, that was really the death of the A's really. That was the last time they actually that gave was a legitimate a, try. That was kind of fun. That was, that was a, a 20, really fun season. 21? I think it was 21. Was it? Post pandemic, I really yeah. don't remember because they went for it and they traded for those guys and they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but the year they made the playoffs so three fun. years before, like yeah. 18, 19, 20, they had really good teams. Yeah, um, but yeah, I um, yeah. baseball, baseball, it's something, anyways. Uh, we'll be back to talk about the schedule release, yes, which schedule hopefully release next week better happen next week. I think it will. I think it it'll happen maybe like next it Wednesday. Better. I'm I'm guessing next Wednesday. Yeah. That's my I guess. mean, if we're starting to hear like, yeah, 10 national TV games, we're gonna get the the play-in game or the the in-season tournament games. We already know opening night and Christmas. Yep. Like it feels like this is a slow trickle out for what's what intriguing though be. is the trickles just kind of stopped. Yeah. No, definitely they for the stopped. most part. Yeah. Usually it, like the trickles happen, then you eat the whole schedule like a yeah. day or two later. Yeah. This is like a long but mid August is usually when it comes out, right? It's around like the nineteenth or so is is traditionally when when it happens. If I'm not yeah, I mean last year I think the schedule came out like on this day, like on the fourteenth or fifteenth of August. Interesting. So okay, so anytime now then it could even be anytime. this week. I Maybe. mean, it realistically, could be this week. The NBA could have the uh, end season like schedule drop tomorrow and then be like surprise Friday we're doing it again. Yeah, which I wouldn't. It would not surprise. Wouldn't me. surprise me at all. Yeah, it's a dead period right now. Last so thing, be the who do you, who want the Kings to play on opening night? Who do I want them to play on opening night? Um, Blazers would be interesting just because it would be probably a win. Who knows where the Dame situation would be, and we get to Spurs. see Scoot Henderson. Spurs, Wemby. Would be great to get another GOAT in here for his first game. That would be really cool following in LeBron's footsteps. Um, Warriors. On a back-to-back? No, just give me give me the Warriors. Well, Game they, one. They, oh, they, right, because well, they, they closed the well, they preseason. could. They could. Yeah. They probably won't. They probably won't. Oh, right, because they play opening night is I what you're saying. I think the gotcha. most likely, and again, we don't have knowledge of this. I just would no. put my money on uh, if I was that kind of guy. Yeah. The Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be yeah what they played the clippers the second or third game of the season last year yeah right at home i think it was their second home game and it makes sense for the first clippers the first espn slate they'll go east east for the first game then they'll Uh go west west and if we know the kings are gonna be national tv for the first game yeah and we probably know it's gonna be on that wednesday Mm -hmm. i'd imagine it'll be the clippers or maybe the grizzlies or something but i'm trying to yeah i the only reason i would have hesitancy for kings clippers is that's two little brother franchises i think that 
the NBA, they see the Clippers as big brother, which I don't view them that way. But yeah. they give the Clippers the big games and the big yeah. nights and the big um, – I don't think they're on Christmas this year. But yeah. Are they on Christmas this year? No, I don't think so, no. But they have been getting that treatment. Yeah. They are they're looked at as a big brother franchise. But I agree. I don't think they should. Yeah, like Kings Clippers like five years ago would have been – or I guess 25 years ago would have been like, why would on earth would you yeah. put those two teams? No, for sure. So. 25 years yeah. ago – Jeez, I was thinking about that. Was like way long ago. Nope, in my, in my brain, ninety-eight. I go to, I go to like the eighties when you say that, though. Yeah. No, like, I think naturally. Allie yeah. and I both do that. We yeah. see like, oh wow, oh yeah. The seventies were thirty years ago. Yeah. Nope. No. 50, 50, 50 years 55, ago. Fifty-three years ago. Years ago. Mm. Anyways, it sucks to be old. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we're uh. Anyway, we're gonna go now. Yeah, we're gonna wrap that one up. Uh, right there. Uh, yeah. So next week, hopefully, we're talking about the release of the entirety of the NBA schedule. If not, we're getting the uh, the in season tournament dropping on Tuesday at noon. Again, that'll be on NBA Today on ESPN. So uh, check on that. Um, we're also kind of inching towards September, which means we're inching towards basketball. Kings training camp. We're a month away of September. We're a month and a half away from being a month away from the season starting. Yes. We are a month and a half away. Yes. Yes. That makes it sound a little less. That sounds less close, but yeah. We still have a long way to go. We still have a long way to go, but we're going to take this step by step. And I mean, really once September gets rolling, that's when I think the, the basketball the news will start trickling in. Yeah, we'll start. It's been pretty quiet on the workout front. I haven't really seen much much training videos. I saw Harrison Barnes was working out with Rico Hines the other day. Darren Fox. Darren Fox, Spain. yeah, shooting around on his uh, honeymoon. Uh, Sabonis and Duarte were working out for a couple weeks there in, in what looked like Southern California. But besides that, yeah, not, not really much Very of uh, the off-season grind that we've no, very quiet. I think that we will see. Uh, my other thing, I, I I buried this earlier. My other question was, what will the Kings do with Jordan Ford? We'll see. I would expect him to be at training camp because yeah. they are putting him in. The Kings have put him in Stockton events, so yeah. they haven't announced anything yet. But right. Still have a two-way spot available. We'll see. I imagine that's his. Yeah, I would guess that's his. Uh, that is going to be uh, it for us. I can say that confidently. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we will talk to y'all next, next week, week after with hopefully some uh, some good scheduling news for Frankie Cardicelli, Chris Watkins. Thank you all so much for tuning in. 